Season 4, Episode 7, Cozy Minimalist Home with author Michaelin Smith. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. So today's episode is unlike any episode that we've done before. We had the opportunity to interview Michael and Smith, who is the author of the book, The Nesting Place. And then she is coming out with a new book that's actually in stores for the first time today called Cozy Minimalist Home. And you might know Michaelin better as the name The Nester. She has been blogging for I think about a decade on her website, thenestingplace.com. Yes. And during, we'll get to the interview in a minute. We just want to give you a quick background of Michaelin. And also we had a major technical difficulty. So Jackie (laughs) actually ended up doing the interview by herself, but we both wrote the questions beforehand and I had a lot of fun going back and editing it and hearing it for the first time. I know y'all are going to really like this episode. It was definitely a lot of fun to record and and I hate it that Jacqueline had to only hear like my portion the whole time. <laughs> so bad. Oh, it happens, but the show must go on, right? <laughs> okay, so to give you a quick little background, I'm just going to read Michaelin's bio. And we haven't ever had someone like an author on before, but I am so excited that she was our first like big interview because I just think that her mission aligns so much with ours. I mean, it really couldn't have been a better person. Don't you agree? I agree. And when you guys actually get into the interview and start listening to it, there is a question specifically that I think will tell you all just exactly why we had so much fun interviewing her and why we think that she was just a perfect fit for us and And we were a great fit for her as well. And we're totally cozy minimalist fans now. And I know that kind of sounds uh, like ironic or what's it called? Like Like oxymoronic. Yeah, like oxymoronic or like like just a position. But once we get into interview, you'll like hear more about that. Okay. Absolutely. So let me read her bio. For the last 10 years, Michael and Smith, known online as The Nester, has encouraged women to embrace their homes, imperfections and all. With her signature tagline, it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful, Michael Lynn has empowered fans to see their home's hidden potential and create beautiful, functional spaces they love. Michael Lynn is a self-taught design school dropout who took a week-long course so she could be a certified home stager and redesigner. She and her family have lived in 13 different houses, apartments, and condos, and spent plenty of time getting real-world design experience. Millions of women have been inspired by Michaelin's blog, The Nesting Place, and her home has been featured in Better Homes and Gardens, Ladies Home Journal, Cottages and Bungalows, and The Charlotte Observer. Christianity Today named her one of 20 creative innovators of 2016. Her first book, The Nesting Place, It Doesn't Have to Be Perfect to be Beautiful was released in 2014. To also get you guys even more excited about this book, just in case you're not already, you will be after the interview. But we also wanted to share a couple of our favorite reviews that we read about the Cozy Minimalist Home. And also, let's be honest, they wrote, like, instead of us trying to write up a summary, we just picked our favorite ones. Because (laughs) they wrote way better because they probably had, like, an editor or something. (laughs) So this is from Courtney Carver, the author of Soulful Simplicity. 
Finally, a book that gives you permission to be minimalist and be cozy, to live with less and enjoy a beautiful home. If you think minimalism results in a cold, empty house, Cozy Minimalist Home will show you how to fill your home with what matters most to you and your family. This lovely book is as warm, cozy, and simple as you'll want your home to be. I love that one. <laughs> Me too. It is what I want my home to be. Okay, so then I'm going to read one and then we're going to get into the interview. <laughs> okay, so my favorite uh, review was by Emily Lex, who is the founder of Jones Design Company. Cozy Minimalist Home is more than just a book about decorating. It is a manifesto of sorts that I wholeheartedly adopt as my own, more style with less stuff. Mike Willen's down-to-earth practical decorating advice and doable step-by-steps are what we house lovers want, but it's her big sisterly encouragement to use our homes to serve and gather and shelter and nurture that truly makes this book a must-read for anyone wanting their home to be a lovelier place. I love that too. I know. I just, I, anyway, as you can tell, and I, she really, in her book, you do feel like she's like your big design sister. I don't know how else to describe it. I just thought that summed it up really, really eloquently and kind of got our feelings across. Absolutely. And actually, one more thing before we get into the interview. Michaelin is doing a book tour. It's the Cozy Home Tour. And Jacqueline and I will actually be at the Atlanta stop which is November 2nd from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Barnes & Noble in Cumberland. And we have all of those details in the show notes. And we will have more details about the book signing that we'll be at in Atlanta in our Facebook group. So if you want to meet up with us in Atlanta, if you're near Atlanta, I think it's a Friday right? It is. Yes. So you could like leave after work. If you just have an hour or two to drive, meet us in Atlanta. Maybe we could grab drinks or something. I don't know. Join our Facebook group (laughs) and maybe we can get together. That would be so fun. Our first millennial homemakers meetup. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Just piggybacking off of Michael. I know. Seriously. Okay. So finally, what you're here for, here's the interview. I hope you enjoy it. Let's just get right into it then. So first of all, thank you so much for being on. We're so excited to have you. I'm thrilled to be here. And let's go to the beginning and what got you interested in home decor and decorating and all of that? Oh my goodness. I think I was just born that way. Maybe you guys can relate, but like when I played Barbies, I didn't care about their backstory. I just cared about their sofas. Absolutely. Barbie Dream Home was, I mean, the first <laughs> the best. spark. So in your new book is obviously all about cozy minimalism. So how would you define that term to get started? Well, it's really not, it's full of grace and it's not about being a minimalist and it's not about being a maximalist. It's about finding that lovely balance in the middle. So a cozy minimalist, their main goal in their home is to get the most amount of style with the least amount of stuff. I absolutely love that because it's so easy to get carried away Yes, and end up with so much more than you want it to. Yes, so true. Uh, <laughs> we sometimes, like Jacqueline and I, feel like sometimes we could write books on topics and we have a hard time figuring out like where to focus our energy. So why do you feel so strongly about cozy minimalism that you decide to devote an entire book to it? Oh, that is a loaded question. Well, <laughs> I have another book before this where I knew mm-hmm. I needed to write. It was It's a book about home, but it's about embracing imperfection at home. And I was like, oh, 
that's the message women need to hear. I love it. This is all I care to talk about. And it's true. But the problem is like we can embrace imperfection all our lives, but when it comes to buying a sofa or a rug, it doesn't help us make those decisions. And I've always had women reaching out with questions like that. And part of me was like, well, I don't, it doesn't matter. Like just invite people in. It doesn't matter what kind of sofa you have. But the thing is, I know even for myself, when I hate my sofa, I don't volunteer to host the baby shower at my house. So I started to realize like there's a lot of power behind making those wise decisions for our home. And listen, I don't want to waste a thousand dollars on a sofa that I'm going to hate tomorrow. Like I want to make the decision with wisdom in a way that will work for our family. Like making a sofa decision is a big deal and choosing a paint color and buying a rug, like all of those things can become important when they hinder us from doing what we really want to do with our homes. Cause most of us, we don't want a pretty house so we can show off or be in a magazine. We want a pretty house. So we right. can use it the way we've always dreamed and that I can get behind. I love that you talk about sofas so much and rugs. Um, <laughs> Jacqueline has a, a rug problem where she <laughs> loves rugs and it takes her forever to buy one because she wants it to be perfect. Yes. And then Our first sofa, my husband and I, our first sofa was a hand-me-down from my parents and I hated it. It was an ugly floral from like the early 2000s. And I, every time someone would come over, I would immediately say, ignore that. It's a hand-me-down. We're getting a new one. So I could definitely feel you on that. It's true. And it affects us. I mean, whether we admit it or not, if we are giving our sofa the side eye the whole time we have guests over, like it kind of Mm -hmm. distracts us from connecting with them. And that's the most important thing. I agree. And also, since you brought up your first book, um, The Nesting Place, that's what it's called, correct? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. So between both of these books, you have embraced two of mine and Jacqueline's favorite trends, which is Huge, which you do talk about in The Cozy Minimalist Home. Yeah. And then also Wabi Sabi, which I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I love you guys for (laughs) that. Like, I will you be my best friends? Because you get it. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. That makes me so happy. Do do you think these trends, I mean, obviously, I I think you do think these trends work together. But do you know, like, can you explain how they work together a little bit? I think so. I think, you know, the Danish art of, you say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm from North Carolina. I can't say this word. I listened to it like three times before you got on because I mispronounced every time. (laughs) I had to say it Um, once in the video and I like almost died. So yes, the uh, part of Huge. Yes, Huge. (laughs) Huge. One of those. One of our listeners is Danish and she corrects us every time. Oh my goodness, she needs to just record it and then you can just hit that every time you need to say it. Yes. So yeah, I mean Danes they use more candles than anyone else in the world. Like if that doesn't set the Mm -hmm. stage for it. But it's about creating a cozy, safe, warm, inviting environment. But there is a purpose behind it. And it's all about connecting. So it's not like about Mm -hmm. being alone in this cozy environment. Right. It's about being with other people. And I think that's like the key. Like, oh, coziness has a purpose. It's not just to look cute. Like, it's to actually serve people. And the wabi-sabi in that looking at those imperfections, not as a bad thing, but like embracing those. And saying, oh, like that mm-hmm. actually allows me to let my guard down and connect as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think they both kind of point us back to connection. And uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't get any more important than that. 
I love that. I mean, our homes are so much about connection and it's so easy to get lost, which actually brings me to my next question, which is I think sometimes people get wrapped up in trends of home decor, which further adds to them losing the sense of connection that your home is supposed to bring. So is there any tips you have for choosing your decor based on a connection versus just what's trendy right now? Well, yeah, I mean, I love trends and I think it's so fun to like incorporate a trend in your home. But if your home isn't quite right yet and you go for those trends, it's probably going to still feel off. So the whole point of Cozy Minimalist or whatever it is, like creating a home that you're really comfortable with is getting it in Mm -hmm. a place where you can kind of stop thinking about it, which is what I hope to do. I want you to quit thinking about your house, you know, because it's so easy to (laughs) be occupied with like, why does my mantle look wrong. Like, I don't know how many times that's Mm -hmm. happened. I like everything on my mantle, but I hate it together and I don't know how to (laughs) fix it. So that's really something I feel passionate about helping women with. It's like, oh, I can help you figure out why it looks wrong. And it's really simple. And once you learn it once, you'll probably never forget it. And you'll be able to Mm -hmm. go out and be able to shop for like, oh, I'm looking for a round vase with texture that can hold your plant Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like it really is going to give you guidance on what to purchase so you're not wasting your money and buying lots of tiny things trying to fill up space, but buying those things with presents that will bring a lot of style to your home that maybe are a little bit larger, a little bit riskier, but allow you to have Mm -hmm. less stuff in your home. And that is so freeing. It definitely is. Jacqueline, I've talked about this um, a little bit with home decor, but a lot with like capsule wardrobes and how it's making those intentional purchases so that you don't regret your purchase decisions later down the road. Yeah. Which is something you kind of talked about too in your book when you you coined two terms that we absolutely love. And that's a stuff manager and a home curator. (laughs) Uh, So how did you start to realize that you were more of a stuff manager instead of a home curator? Well, I realized I was a stuff manager when I looked back on my day and I'm like, I moved stuff around. I washed stuff. I packed stuff up. I put stuff in the, in the closet. I moved stuff to the other closet. I tripped over stuff. Like my day was dictated with how I was serving stuff and it just Mm -hmm. seemed wrong. And so you almost have to, I feel like I had to take back my house. And a lot of that happened when um, we moved from a larger house to a smaller house and man, That really helps you see like all your crap that you have. And I just realized how much Mm -hmm. extra stuff I had and how much trouble it was to pack it up and try to go through it and bring it with me just because it was cute or I got it at a good deal. Like, I think we think like, well, clutter's obvious because it's like a wadded up piece of paper on the counter. Like, no, clutter (laughs) can be gorgeous. Clutter can be something you just bought from magnolia in your trip to Waco or from, you know, it can be anything disguised, but anything that's like not being used or that you don't find beauty in. And I think, I mean, ideally you want both. You want to be able to use it and find beauty in it. Then it might be clutter. Mm -hmm. It's all about learning when, when that line is and to not be afraid to get rid of something just because you spent money on it. Yep. And when you draw that line and step over that, I think that's when you become a home curator, just like a curator for a museum. It's someone who's very intentional about what is allowed to come in. Mm -hmm. And when things go in, like when there's a King Tut, um, you know, big show at the museum and they have it there for three months, something else had to move out before that went in. 
And it's the same with our home. Like, oh, a curator is very intentional about what is allowed mm-hmm. to come in. They're like the protector and the guardian. And then about what needs to go out. And so it's just a little mindset shift. It's a freebie. It doesn't cost anything. But to think of ourselves more as the guardian of our home than like someone who is a slave to our stuff. I love that so much. And I know this is also probably going to be a little bit of a loaded question, but do you have one big piece of advice for anyone that's looking to make that switch from being a stuff manager and slave to their stuff to being a home curator? Well, I do. And that in some ways, that's why I wrote this book is because Mm -hmm. I know for me, it was really hard for me to get rid of stuff that I thought I might use, especially like pretty decorative stuff for my home that I thought I could use one day. And so until I had my home kind of the way I wanted it, then I wasn't able to be free to make those decisions because my home wasn't done yet. So I was keeping things because I wasn't finishing something. So I would say, if you are a person like me who has, I have such an easy time of finding beautiful decor, I can go to a yard sale, I can find it on the side of the road, but then I can kind of hoard it up. You need to begin finishing your rooms so that you can see the beauty of having something done. And then also give yourself the gift of like getting rid of the stuff that you truly believe now that you don't use. So that's the whole point of this book and the cozy minimalism is to like one by one, go through your rooms, getting, getting them uh, looking the way you've always hoped so that at the end, you probably will have a pile of stuff that you don't, truly need anymore and you love your home so much that you don't want to wreck it up with that stuff. So you talked about going, you know, room by room and in your book you talk about you have a six-step process for going through each room and you multiple times in the book say do not skip this step, do not skip a step. And so why is it so important to follow those steps in order instead of skipping around or jumping to the end? Well, the order is almost more important than the steps because we all know the steps, like arrange your furniture, put stuff on your walls. Like we all know kind of what to do, but we do it in the wrong order. So what happens is if like, say you move into a new house and okay, you put the sofa on the biggest wall across from where the previous owners had the TV, then you find your biggest piece of art that happens to only be like two feet wide and you hang it over the sofa and you go from there. But the problem is you're decorating in the wrong order. So if you put art on your walls before you hang your window treatments correctly or your drapes, then you probably aren't using the right space of your walls. Like you're not taking into account how much wall space you truly have. If you put stuff on your walls before you put your lamps, well, lamps actually take up wall space because they're usually sitting in front of a wall. So there's an order to things. And if you do it in the right order, it's going to save so much misery. So just like getting your furniture (laughs) truly in the right space, even if it takes like putting it in the wrong place three times and living with that (laughs) for a day every time, you want to have your furniture in the right place before you figure out what size rug you need because you might need a different shape or size rug based on where your furniture is. So it's just like a series of like, first do this, then do this. And it's surprising at mm-hmm. the end, you probably will need less things than you need than you thought, but larger items than you thought. Uh, so going with those steps, and you seem to like thrifting just as much as Jacqueline and I do. So obviously you think thrifting will go into cozy minimal- minimalism just fine. So after you've gone through those steps and you kind of see what you still need, do you use thrifting for that or do you prefer to go for newer items or... Well, and what's your process with that? It does not matter at all. It's totally based on <laughs> how much time you have, how much money you have. Because uh, 
you know, thrifting is great. You can save money, but it takes a lot more time. Some people have more time than money. Some people have more money than time. Some people have more creativity and they can DIY something. So that depends. There's no right or wrong. Like this can apply Mm -hmm. to the fanciest, richest person's house down to like, I just did a podcast earlier with a mom who's staying in her grandmother's basement and she's applying these beautifully. She sent me pictures and it's darling. So it, it doesn't matter your style. It doesn't matter how you shop. It's more about the goal of wanting the most amount of your personal style with the least amount of stuff. Because when that's the goal, you make your decisions differently and mm-hmm. you can follow the cozy minimalist way. And it really does work. It's like, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited for this book to be released to everybody and for everyone to start embracing the cozy minimalist revolution. Oh, I love that you call yeah, it. Yeah, I just made it a revolution. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just going to start referring to it as that. Thanks for having me. I just love what you guys do on your show. I was reading like all of your little manifesto, not little, that like belittles it. You're, man- <laughs> you're a wonderful manifesto of the things you believe. And I'm like, I want to give you a standing ovation. I just love it. Such an honor to be Thank here. Thank you. And before you leave too, can you share with our listeners where they can find you online, um, on social, and then of course, where they can buy your book? I would love to. Well, I love to hang out on Instagram. So I am at The Nester on Instagram and I have a website, thenester.com. I'm not there quite as often. It's kind of more of a hub and the book Mm -hmm. is anywhere books are sold. I hope you enjoyed the interview and we hope to bring you a lot more interviews like this in the future. But until then, you can hang out with us on our Facebook group, The Millennial Homemakers. You can also like our Facebook page, The Millennial Homemakers Podcast, or you can find us on Instagram. And Jacqueline, you can tell us where to find us. Um, Our Instagram account is at The Millennial Homemakers. And you can find me on Instagram at Jacqueline Humble. And you can find Jackie on Instagram at jbalexander16. I would love to know what you thought of this episode. If you could leave us a review in the iTunes store, that'd mean a lot. Or just join our private Facebook group. And I'm sure we will have a chat going on there. So we will talk to you all next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.